back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Between the needs for drinking water supplies and agriculture, America takes a lot of water out of the ground. But is all that groundwater use causing our rivers to decline? With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Laura Condon, a University of Arizona Assistant Professor of Hydrology and Atmospheric Sciences. Professor, big picture now. Groundwater supplies drinking water for about half our country's total population and most of the rural population. Do you project or do you think that communities now or will they be running out of drinking water? That's really a little different from what we were studying. There's a lot of plans and sustainability plans for communities that are using groundwater for drinking water and for agriculture that's depending on groundwater for pumping to figure out how to manage those resources sustainably so that we won't run out of groundwater. So that's really the hope is that we won't. But even if we don't run out of groundwater, what our study is looking at is what's the impact of having lost as much groundwater as we have because that's still going to influence our natural environment. Drinking water, the water that comes in your tap, can come from streams or reservoirs or it can be pumped out of the ground. So obviously the end goal is we don't want to run out of drinking water. When I say groundwater, I mean any water that we're pumping out of the ground, whether we use that for supplying drinking water or if we use that for supplying agriculture. And as you just pointed out, groundwater does supply rivers and streams. What did your study conclude about how pumping out the groundwater affects rivers? What we showed is that as we are depleting groundwater over the last hundred years, we've taken out roughly 20 times the volume of Lake Mead, which is the largest reservoir in the U.S., All of that water has been lost from the subsurface. And what happens when we lose all this water from the subsurface is that we actually start losing water from streams, too. So if you put a well near a stream and you draw down the groundwater, some of your stream flow is going to start flowing towards the groundwater. So you're going to lose stream flow that way. So we saw up to 50% declines in a lot of streams, especially across the Great Plains and in the Colorado River Basin. And also in the Great Plains, we show places where we have small tributaries, which would completely disappear because of this loss of groundwater. And what states or regions of the country see the most effects from the groundwater pumping changing the streams, lakes, or rivers? Mostly we're seeing this in the western U.S. That's where we've had the biggest groundwater depletions occur. So especially in places like the Great Plains. So we see impacts in like Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, and then really the whole Colorado River Basin too. So we see impacts in Arizona, Nevada, really just the west and especially the southwest. And there are quite a few dimensions to the problem of reduced groundwater. One could be cost. If wells were to dry up, The landowner either has to drill a new well or see about moving the pump deeper. Ultimately, using the well can become too expensive? Yeah, so there's actually a lot of interactions. We don't just think about water in our research. We think about connections between food and water and energy. So as you're pumping groundwater, that water could actually fall below your well, and then you would have to drill a new well, as you just said. But also the deeper the groundwater is, the more energy you have to use to pull it up. So that increases the cost of getting that water out of the ground. And then we have trade-offs between how much our water costs 
and how much our food production costs and the types of choices we make there. So definitely the water system, the energy system, and the food system are all really closely connected. And on that subject of the food and agricultural needs, which groundwater, I understand, provides billions of gallons for each day, if the water table goes down and pumping to irrigate crops is more expensive, do you believe this could potentially lead to an increase in the price of our food? Yeah, I think anything that increases the production costs of agriculture can lead to an increase in the price of our food. I would hate to make a prediction about that specifically, though, because agricultural economics are pretty complicated and there's a lot of things that go into what crops we choose to grow, what water sources we use, and the cost of those water sources. So that's a whole nother can of worms that is a little outside this study. We're visiting with University of Arizona Professor Laura Condon about the effects of groundwater pumping. What did your study conclude about the number of active streams due to groundwater pumping? We really show widespread declines in streams across the western U.S. and we routinely see impacts of 10 to 50 percent stream flow declines. And related to that, what are the effects on the riverside vegetation or wildlife when too much water is pulled out of the ground? As you decrease the groundwater levels, that can influence soil moisture and it can mean that there's actually less water available for plants. So what we also show in our study is in places where we're depleting this shallow groundwater that we have less plant, less water available for plants and we see increased plant stress. We've all heard about these stories of sinkholes swallowing up houses. Could groundwater pumping be related to that? That is also something that we didn't cover in this study, but there are definitely studies, especially in places like the Central Valley of California, where we can see that there is significant land subsidence, so the land is dropping as a result of groundwater pumping. Basically what happens is when you have groundwater, that's filling up all of the pores in the subsurface are filled with water. So when you pump the groundwater and take all of that water out, then the land surface can compress and will go down. And that's also problematic because it means it's hard to recharge groundwater back into those spaces once we've had subsidence occur. Do you have a general policy recommendation for communities, such as setting limits on pumping groundwater or using groundwater only as a backup water source? The recommendation is really if you're making a groundwater sustainability plan, not to just think about how much water you have till you run out of water, but to think about where you want your groundwater levels to be so that you can still be supporting streams and supporting plants and the ecosystems the way that they were in the past or the way that you want them to be. So really the recommendation for this is to think about groundwater and surface water as connected resources and manage them that way. Really what we show in this study and what we're trying to highlight is how connected groundwater and surface water are. And finally, what can we as ordinary people do to help address this reduction of groundwater? Really, anyone as an ordinary person can think about how much water they use because water sustainability is a big issue. And so everyone can think about using water responsibly and paying attention, especially when you hear on the news that we're experiencing a drought. That means there's less water available, so you should figure out ways to use less water. So I think just really using water responsibly and thinking about how much water you use is the main thing that you can do. Professor Laura Condon from the University of Arizona, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.